0: The Wolf and the Crane, by Peter E. Homan. Chapter 1 For the past seven years, Martha Mane had been working the graveyard shift as a cleaning lady at a local takeaway restaurant. She packed up her belongings, as she did every morning at 4 when her shift ended, and made her way towards the intersection down the road, where she would catch a taxi back home to the township. She was excited. It was the twins' fifth birthday, and as was customary in the Mane household, birthdays were celebrated with junk food and mountains of toys. As Martha checked to ensure that the treats she had provided for her children were safely packed into the bag around her shoulder, a loud drumming noise came roaring up the road. It was Ayanda, or Chappy, as he insisted on being called, the driver of the very taxi that had taken her to and from work ever since she got the job. Martha shook her head as she stepped off the curb into the brightly painted minibus. Ayanda was a sweet boy, she remembered. He and his friends used to run around the neighbourhood, rapping and drumming about the goings on in the community. They even had a name for that little troupe, but this was far too long ago for Martha to remember. Now, however, as he turned up the volume of the cacophony blaring from the enormous speakers in his taxi, she could barely remember the smiling little kid who used to wake up the neighbourhood with song and dance. As Ayanda sped across the bottle ridden road out of the city, Martha sat staring out the window, across the vast expanse of tin roofs and dirt roads that lay ahead. Her gaze then shifted towards the collection of brick houses, separated only by a small stream from the poverty she and her children had to endure. Then Martha's thoughts drifted to the sum of money which she had been frugally saving over the past few years accruing interest in the bank. Only a few more months, and she would move her family to one of those houses, with indoor plumbing and electricity. Her pleasant daydream, however, was interrupted by Ayanda, who began rapping along to one of the songs. It was an awful noise, Martha thought, as she stared at the young man, violently bobbing his head up and down and saying the most outlandish nonsense. Do you like it? he asked, with a smile stuck across his face. We recorded it last night." Chaffee looked towards Martha, who sat with a shocked expression across her face, and nodding fervently back at him, for fear of insulting the young man's cacophonous creations, and losing access to the free rides he sometimes gave her and the children. When Ayanda finally turned down the volume of the music, he began explaining the supposed meaning behind the lyrics, and that the music itself was some form of tribute to his ancestors, who beat their Asagai's against the shields when they would go into battle. Martha made some generically supportive remarks before silently cheering that she could hear her own thoughts once more. These thoughts weren't of music, or even of the uneven road they were traversing, with Ayanda seemingly aiming and hitting every pothole on the road. No, she was thinking of her children, of how happy they were going to be when she placed a large bag of goodies down in front of them. She thought of the pretty brick house they would live in, each of them with their own room. Maybe they would have a nice garden with a large tree in the front yard, where they could attach a tire swing for them to play, just like she and her cousins used to do back in the day. Martha's thoughts were of hope and imminent happiness. She had worked her hands to the bone and soon she would reap the benefits. No longer would her neighbors be right on her doorstep. No longer would she and her kin fall victim to arson or theft, brought on by a desperate and unemployed youth. As the sun was rising over the township, A thick fog settled in the valley leading down to the stream near Martha's house. It was a mere three blocks walk from the main road, where Ayanda had dropped her off to wait for the morning commuters going into the city. As she made her way towards her humble doorstep, the fog intensified, until she could barely see the hands in front of her face. Martha struggled through the dense fog, following the familiar path by the stream. She had walked this route thousands of times, and relied only on muscle memory to find her way. She was close to home, and could almost see her children's smiling faces when a foot caught on a tuft of grass, sending her stumbling forward. The bag over her shoulder collapsed onto the ground, sending containers of food and toys shooting across the gravelly surface and into the thick grass between the road and the stream. Martha scurried along the dirt and grass, searching for the items which had fallen from her bag when she paused. Her hands were touching something strange, something she was not expecting. Martha leaned in closer, and as she parted the tall grass, a chill ran up her spine. She jumped up, turned around and darted towards the dirt path. Help! she shouted, before being overcome with the shock of what she had witnessed. Her legs gave way, and as the foggy morning air faded to black, she tumbled to the ground.